This is your host, Julia Sotis Mattis. Welcome to the Trophy Wife Podcast. All right. <laughs> We're live. Trophy Wife and uh, Dr. Dane here. That's Princess, right. <laughs> Princess Dr. Dane here, Princess, emotionally intelligent, you. 20 book, best time selling author. Dr. Dane here is here today. And <laughs> and Dane, honestly, I'm really grateful um, for, for you coming on and talking about this because um, it's a really interesting topic. It's controversial and it's taught me a lot about um, myself and I've been doing actually a lot of classes on it and um, it just is like creating a level of like softness and kindness in a lot of ways, which um, it, the whole topic itself is actually kind of, it's it's the access consciousness version of what a trophy wife is. It's actually the willingness to be um, kind to the man in your life. And you can be a trophy wife, a trophy daughter, a trophy um, friend, and just actually like being present, being aware, and actually contributing to somebody. It's not the idea of somebody like in a pink fuller bunny suit at the Playboy Mansion, you know, who like is married to a rich older man, which is what our normal image of trophy wife is. But it's like one thing that Gary has said about it is a trophy wife always gives in. And by giving in, she always gets what she wants. And so it's it's a very different way of looking at things. And um, I just I'm so excited to have a conversation with you about it. Me too. And the, isn't it interesting within anything that is judged, there is unseen power. Mm. And so if you'll notice like people that aren't easily drawn into drama, they get judged by others that think drama is a source of connection and, and power. And yet the person that's not drawn into the drama actually has the power because they're not running around like a chicken with their head cut off in the situation. They're observing it. So they have choice. And so truly being a trophy wife and, and so trophy wife is of course, something that's dynamically judged, but when you do it from a place of not judgment and you see the strength behind what's being judged, it gives you an immense amount of power and capacity to create your life rather than suffer your life and make your life the effect of other people's judgments. That's beautiful. That's exactly what it is. And like this whole topic came about because um, I was on a telecall with Gary and he was talking about how he's having a meeting with these lawyers and he wanted to set the stage to let the lawyers know that he wasn't going to deal with this issue in a normal way. And I said to him, well, how do, when I'm with people, how do I set the stage so that people don't deal with me in a normal way? And he's like, well, if they ask you about yourself or what you do, tell them I'm a trophy wife. <laughs> That's where the whole thing came from. Boing, and boing, boing. Can you, can you just get the sense of their little robot springs <laughs> springing out of their head when you say that with glee? <laughs> What a pattern interrupt. That is so good. I'm a trophy wife and you're totally cool with it. And they're like, what? Who says that? 
Yeah, exactly. And it was so weird because I started going out and telling people the first time I was at my yoga, coming out of yoga class and another girl was like, so like, nice to meet you. Like, what do you do? Like, what's, you, you know? And I'm like, am I really going to say this to her with a straight face? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I'm like, oh, I'm a trophy wife. And she's like, she's like, oh, my boyfriend does cocaine and, you know, he's kind of lazy and, you know, he's my age. And she's like, I, I think maybe I should break up with him. Like, could you tell me more about like how you created being a trophy wife? Like she was so inspired by it. That is so awesome. One sentence, right? One, like two words changed this person's entire reality. What a frigging gift. And it's also a gift in not buying society's point of view about it. Because uh, I don't know about you, but the more I learn about society, the more I realize society sucks. Yeah. Why would you want that point of view? It's all based on judgment and fitting in in a way that doesn't make anybody happy. Because I don't know about you, but I spent a lot of time trying to fit in. And those are the unhappiest years of my life. And the happiness has occurred as I have given up trying to fit in, given up trying to fit into the right box and started to live instead from a different place. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, so... Can you talk a little bit about like the dynamics, like the space and the peace that's available in relationships? Like if we're looking at trophy wife, like, like, and we're applying it to an act, like a relationship, like for me, it's, it's showed me a lot about how to be kinder, how to be softer. I have spent most of my time with Anthony, my husband, like, some of it. And it's like, this is, this has been a great um, thing to explore because um, I've just had to like revisit, like, what is kindness in a relationship? What does it actually mean to be a trophy wife? And I know that this is something that you have wrote books on, something that you talk about a lot. And um, I'd love to just hear like your perspective on like, what is a different reality with relationships when people actually have allowance and um, are committed and kind and like with somebody rather than always um, trying to find the wrongness of their partner? Oh, that. Well, let's realize that coming out of judgment and right and wrong of us and our partner is sort of the, the fundamental and you know what I love about this conversation about how to be a trophy wife is if you look at how much energy you personally used to spend trying to avoid being a trophy wife mm -hmm. and, and, and in that you avoid trying to be the gift that a lady actually is. Right. And what that creates is the gentleman that you're with cannot be the gentleman that he is because he has no way of being that if you're not willing if you're not willing to be the lady that you are you can't receive the gift that the gentleman can be and so you're both from a space from a non-space actually from from a rather solid reality of judgment which is what we grew up with trying to be something and do something that's usually about getting the other partner to be and do something to create a particular result oh I did. I have that new thing on. 
What's so funny? <laughs> oh, oh, there's so there's all kinds of them you could do. And <laughs> it was I, the right I'm just time. Randomly, just I'm just gonna shoot fireworks, you know, with what I except when I try to do it, it doesn't work. Exactly. But that's what's supposed to make fireworks, right? That that anyway. Um, oh man. That's and I'm so ADHD, I forgot what I was saying. No. Um so what happens is we have learned these solidified ways of being together and, and, and we learn how to be with others based on our parents primarily and our families, of course, by seeing how they be with each other. And what we found is that most people will choose to create a relationship with somebody who is exactly like the parent that loved them the least. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so we have that. And so here we are with somebody where we're not getting to be us and they're not getting to be them, but we're trying to find the right judgment formula that makes it work better than what we've seen and makes it be the fantasy that we have seen all throughout the world in every movie and every book and every everything has promised us will be the perfection of the fairy tale, which doesn't exist. And then we have all these things that we judge, you know, like trophy wife or, or, you know, the male equivalent, there isn't a male equivalent of trophy wife. There's the, the domineering man or whatever, you know, it's like, and so there's all these boxes that we think must be real, but none of them have to do with what's true for me. And how would I like to be? And if we're in a relationship, it should be because it makes our lives greater. I know people hear that and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they ignore it immediately. But really, if you're in a relationship, there was something you knew that was possible there. You probably didn't do it just to make yourself suffer. You know, you probably did it because there was some gift that you saw in the other person. And that gift starts to occur when we get out of a judgment of them. But in order to do that, we've got to get out of judgment of us first. And we've got to start embracing having what we call the five elements of intimacy with ourselves, which is where we honor us, trust us, are vulnerable with us, <laughs> are, are grateful. That's so silly. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> are grateful for us. <clears throat> Honoring trust, vulnerability, and where we have allowance for us, which is where we don't judge us, where we see what we choose as simply a choice and an interesting point of view. And as we have that, we can start to also have it for our partners. But what it really requires is getting out of all of the boxes and, and yeah. no longer validating that the boxes of reality and the boxes of reality as it relates to relationship that we have bought are, number one, the only choice. Number two, are right in any way. Number three, actually have any value if they're not making us lighter and happier, both individually and together. Somebody on a call recently asked you like Dane like how do I not age how do I have a different reality with aging and you were like don't create your body like any person you've ever met or known in your life ever anywhere and it's like I think we can apply that same thing to relationship because like one of the greatest tools um, I've learned with relationship from access is like what relationship reality am I capable of creating that has never existed before on planet earth? That, and that, that's huge. And you also realize, sorry, I've got a bird feeder and I, I love birds. 
it's a new fascination in the last six months crazy um and when they're there i'm like hi (laughs) no matter what else is going on (laughs) um but if we so what you're talking about is exactly is exactly the thing which is the beginning of us allowing us to find out what's true for us because when you're functioning what from what's true for you it has a lightness to it it has an ease it's got a sense of space and everything is okay and you don't focus on the nitty-gritty details of what piss you off about your partner mm-hmm. and you also yeah. don't focus on those details about anything in your life because you're actually living and creating your life and if we contrast that with what most people do most people get into relationship so they can have a huge number of their choices now on autopilot based on the relationship. And so what we have is we have all these apparent, they function like autopilot systems where our choice is predetermined at this point based on being in relationship. And then what do we do? All those places of anger are where we're resenting that we don't have choice, except we chose that specific person. So we would not have specific choices. And, and people don't look at it from that place. And if they would, it would be really helpful. Like if people before they got into a relationship, or if you're in one now, look at before the relationship, you go, okay, what choices am I hoping to have as a result of this relationship? And what choices do I know I am eliminating by choosing this relationship? And if you're already in a relationship, you go, okay, what choices did I think I was getting in this relationship that I don't seem to have? And what choices have I eliminated that I haven't acknowledged? Ooh, that's yeah. definitely some to write down. That's at the 14 minute mark, everyone. Yep. You'll want to write those down. Those are amazing. And if we would look from there, that that one line of inquiry more than almost anything else would start setting us free because the only thing that sticks us is a lie. And so what we have is we have all these ideas of which were sold by, once again, every movie, every book, every story we're told by anybody ever were sold this idea of the romantic fantasy notion of what will occur. And so we're, we go into it thinking we're going to get this, never asking, will I get this? Never looking at, can this person provide this? Can I provide what they're actually looking for, what they're actually looking for, not what they say they're looking for, because people lie. If somebody's talking, they're usually lying. Okay. So it's up to us to find, to be aware of what they're saying energetically, that they're actually communicating with their actions, not their words, and not just their actions, but the energy behind what they're saying. And then if we can recognize that, then we can look and see, will this actually create what I desire? But even before that, most of us have no idea what we desire. We're just going into a relationship. And and so here's the other thing is we have no idea what we desire in a relationship. We're just going into a relationship because we're supposed to, or because we fell into it or because we wanted to have sex with somebody and they were so cute and attractive. And now we've done it. The first time is for fun. Second time you're in a relationship, third time you're getting married And so now we're in that. So there's all these things that are the autopilots. And what happens is you're in a (laughs) relationship. You're you're in a relationship. (laughs) It's so good. I'm going to accept what you're going to say. I'll figure it out. I was trying to keep a straight face and move on, but I couldn't. It was fun. How can you? It's going to be so good when I'm being interviewed on TV, you know, the next time when I'm like, you know, Awesome. <laughs> See if the interviewer can keep a straight face. This will be so good. So 
if we can recognize then that most of what we have done in relationship is we literally, most people choose most of their relationships so that they have fewer choices and don't have to choose as much because, and you know, I had an interesting, the last relationship I was in was with somebody who was really wonderful. Like somebody I really liked a lot. Okay. And, and, and a phenomenal person. And I would have said, there's no way in which, you know, she wants to control anything in my life and all that sort of thing until I realized how much control we both wanted to do of different aspects that I would have never even thought could exist. And I was sitting there eating lunch one day and she was, you know, halfway across the country where she lives. And I was going to make some food and I, what I was eating somehow I realized, Oh my God, even what I'm eating and how I'm eating is affected by this relationship. I was like, Oh my God. And what I realized in that moment is when you're in a relationship, you are in a relationship. Okay. And every choice you make has to be run through that relationship oh. and its appropriateness or lack of appropriateness based on what you both created as the structure of relationship. Wow. An amazing, that's amazing. And an amazing example, example of a relationship that actually works is um, not a sexual relationship. It's your relationship with Gary. And one of the things that he was saying is, and I wrote this question down and I ask it every day is he said, Dane is like one of the greatest gifts in my life. And Dane is not relevant to me. And I am not relevant to Dane. And so I, every single day, I ask, what would it take for my partner not to be relevant to me? That has changed so much. But that is exactly what you're talking about, is that extreme relevance, that like swimming pool of relevance, complete and total relelevance. Ocean of Ocean. relevance, actually. Yes. Much bigger than a swimming pool. Uh -huh. yeah. A universe of relevance. Yeah. And that's really what it is. And that's what relationship itself, if you look at the energetic of relationship that way, that's what it is. You become and make the universe relevant that you make this relationship universe relevant. And it's the universe. It becomes your universe in a quite literal sense, meaning that nothing that exists beyond the sphere of that universe, because the universe is, as far as we know, infinite, or so we say, there's probably many universes, and there's probably lots more going on than, but if we can just use, you know, typical thing, universe is infinite, the universe is all there is, right? Well, when you're in a relationship, that's how you create your relationship. Yeah. This is the universe of all that is, all that I will receive, all that I will be, all that I will choose. And, and for those of us interested in personal development and getting greater every day, it's an interesting thing to recognize when you get to that place. And I've seen so many people who have gotten to a place where they are expanding and they are finding their wings and they're starting to soar and they're starting to soar. And there's a moment where it goes beyond where they know they can maintain the relevance of their relationship and their person that they're relating to and I see them chop their wings off and slam back to the ground so many times. And, and here's the interesting part about this also is we're so used to not being uh, present with our own actions and choices. And we're so used to not recognizing that if something like that occurs, we choose it. 
which is also a gift that relationship gives us is we don't have to believe that we're choosing these things, which is a story for another time that I don't even want to go into. But what will happen is the person that cuts their own wings off so they can maintain the relationship. Two things. Number one, that's based on all kinds of boxes, all kinds of presumptive realities, all kinds of pre-conclusions and judgments about what is because in actuality, I've seen so many people who got there and went, Ooh, this could kill my relationship, but you know what, if not, I'm going to die. So I'm going anyway. And I saw then their relationship truly blossom into what it could be. Okay. You and Anthony are an example of, of that in motion. Okay. His choice, his, it was where you guys were good and whatever and soaring. And then it got to a point where you guys were like, blah, 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 blah. And then he went, okay, I got to do something different. And he started soaring and you were like, wait. And I'm like, Hey, you still going to soar even if it means you lose your relationship. And finally there was one point at which he was congruent with that. And so he did. And then what happened is you were like, wait, where are you going? You mean I can't control you with the fact that <laughs> you mean I can't control you into what's comfortable for me based on the fact that we might break up and I might leave you and you don't care anymore. And I'm not relevant in that way anymore. Well, fuck you. I want to be where you're being asshole. I remember that exact day. Where yep. I was like, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> right there, baby. <laughs> but that point is the point that most people stop themselves because of everything that we've just talked about. And I'm I'm not going to belabor that point because I know any of you watching who get this, get it. Don't stop yourself for anyone, including you. And that is one of the other things that relationship has been created as is a safe spot to be limited. And it's like you, you, and most people would rather be limited and together than unlimited and not with someone. And so it's a very interesting thing to realize the entire world is wired this way. And we'll talk about something different. One of the reasons I'm so grateful to you for creating this podcast is because it allows people to, have the thing that so many of them desire, which is being someone's wife, being in a relationship, which is beautiful. And and in access, we often, you know, get a bad rap. People like access doesn't like relationship. I'm like, consciousness includes everything. You stupid fucking idiot. Even you anyway, sorry. Consciousness includes that. That was a joke, by the way. Um, (laughs) Well, sort of, it's only funny because it's true. Consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. Right. So it's not that we don't desire you to have a relationship. We desire you to have a great relationship. Yeah. And what I mean, most people do is they would rather settle for mediocre and together, believing that if they're great, they're going to be alone. But when you're truly as great as you are, you don't care about being alone. And then when you don't care about being alone and you don't need somebody, then you can create a truly great creationship. Right. Right. Whew. I mean, oh, crap. The train left the station. Um, know that feeling. Yeah. (laughs) Um, oh, I had something really good to say. Darn it. Um, I don't know. What was it? Continue, please. That I, I just, I'm like the, oh, I know what I was going to say. It's like the, the reason that somebody might think that access doesn't like relationships is because relationships are, it is so much work. Like it's, endless amounts of work until it's not and it's like like you guys have had this thing of like 
like like an access like be you be the greatness of you don't let anybody like don't let yourself put yourself in a box and relationship is in this reality a really big box but it's like it's like it it does take extreme if you're gonna do it you gotta be in for the ride and it takes extreme tenacity extreme courage and a willingness to look at things about yourself that are really not fun to look at and and be present with and just go okay i just have to realize that this is what i just did this is how i function this is the evil that i am functioning from and getting to allowance of that whew, if that is what it takes to really um have a relationship i i think for a lot of people i don't know it has for me but it's uh, that kind of presence is you gotta be strong yep and courageous yeah. and and this is the thing but if you look and once again you look at what we've been sold and what we've been promised is get in a relationship it'll solve all your problems yay all you need to do is find somebody that loves you that way you don't have to worry about ever loving yourself it's great Oh yeah, we know that works. Not at all. Oh, by the way, if that's not working for you and you've been together long enough, then just get married. That'll solve the problem. Oh wait, you're married and that still didn't bring you everything you know it should have. I know. Have a child. Great idea. Each one of those is a deeper and deeper coffin, a deeper and deeper hole that you're digging for yourself. If you're not making it about you being present in your life and and it's funny because people even think presence is like it's sterile well i'm present so i just sit here like this being present i'm so present that's not presence you fucking idiot presence is going out and thrilled to live your life and wake up every day and what do i get to do today what do i get to enjoy today who do i get to enjoy today how much fun can i have today how much money can I create? How much joy can I bring to the world? How much fun can I have? But let's look at this. <coughs> Excuse me. Somebody doesn't want me to have this conversation. <laughs> oh my God, so good. Let's look at this for a moment. Okay, so we have what we've been promised as a fantasy of what should be that is not possible and not sustainable. Okay? Yeah. We have... People who are willing to do some work to, if we have people who are willing to do some work to actually get present with them, get out of judgment of them, get present with their partner, get out of judgment of their partner, get over the projections and expectations and conclusions about the fantasy of what should have just been automatically happening automatically without me be, having to choose anything else yeah. and recognize that was a bunch of bullshit in the first place that we bought. Now, what can we create together? What if you could create a hundred times more? What if there was a hundred times or a thousand times or 10,000 times more happiness available, more creation, more of somebody having your back, more of somebody really adoring you, more great sex than you ever thought you could have in a billion years? Like, what if these things are what's actually available that nobody's been looking at because everybody's been bummed that they don't automatically have the fantasy by stepping into the box? Totally. I really like what you said. Like you, you said, relationship in this reality is not sustainable like it doesn't actually it doesn't even it doesn't exist yeah and relationship beyond this reality does exist but you have to like function 
as you. Yeah. And you got to be willing to be so different as to not make yourself wrong for not being able to fit in the box and not make your partner wrong for not being able to fit in the box, but for anything you need basically. And somebody asked in the comments, if you're already in a long-term relationship, can you turn it into a creation ship? And the answer is fuck yes. But you've got to be willing to be basically the way that primarily occurs by getting out of judgment of you or them. And if you have any idea of how judgment feels, you know how tough it is because you know how right you feel when you're making somebody else wrong. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, most people would rather be right than free. And that's the biggest thing you've got to get over if you're going to actually have a creation ship that actually works that can be creative dynamically for both of you if you will allow it to be, if you will do the work of getting out of the judgment and then you go, and then of course the next part is, well, what about my partner? Yeah, exactly. It has nothing to do with your partner. And you go, wait, but I'm in a relationship. I know, but guess what? You're in a relationship with you. And if you truly have intimacy with you, honoring trust, allowance, vulnerability, and gratitude, what anybody else does is not relevant. So true. So that's a different, dynamically different place and space from which to function. But it is a place and space in which you have no problems anymore. You have no needs. And if we go back to that thing that you were talking about, about not making your partner relevant, where you were asking, hey, what can I, <clears throat> what can I be today to, not, to have them not be relevant to me? And you also want to add and not care whether I'm relevant to them or not need mm -hmm. to be relevant to them. Nice. Because if you look, and then now let's look at that for a moment, just that one concept, and let's compare it to what we're told is the greatest relationship, which is the way relationship works here. Oh, that's cool. I'm happy I found this. It's changed so much since watching the podcast. Yay. That's so glad. So cool. We're happy you found it too. So if we, if we take that idea of not being relevant and not being significant in our partner's life, and we contrast that with what everybody is going for or what we've been taught and what we've been conditioned to from the moment we could breathe. Okay. Yeah. Actually, before we could breathe from yeah. the moment we were, you know, conceived, let's say. So that right there, what most people do is they prove to their partner how much they love their partner by whom and what they're willing to exclude from their lives. So, you know, I really love you if I don't talk to my friends anymore. You know, I really love you if I don't go running anymore, which I used to love. You know, I really love you if I don't explore all those things late at night, internet search wise that I just used. And I'm not talking porn even. Okay. That yeah. you can do without, <laughs> uh, but all, you know, the things that used to light me up. Remember when, remember when you and I met, okay, this is scenario here. This is not actuality. Okay. But I'm just playing this role playing. Okay. Yeah. Remember when you and I met and you were so excited because I would stay up till two or three in the morning, just searching on all kinds of different things. And I get all this information. And then we talk about it the next day, or we'd have a conversation with some friends and I'd have all this information. It was so much fun for me. And it really lit me up. And, um, well, you know how I don't do it anymore. That's because I love you. Right. You know, I don't do it anymore. It's because I didn't want to interrupt your sleep. And it's, you know, and because, and I know you want me to spend more time with you so I can prove to you that I love you, which is great. If you're trying to prove something to somebody, stop. Okay. 
because you're trying to prove to them either something. We always try to prove the opposite of what we believe we are. Okay. Or what we actually are. Or we try to prove when somebody refuses to receive what we're already being. So if I have to prove to you that I love you, it's because you're not receiving that I love you right now. So all of you out there who've been doing that, will you stop it now, please? Okay. Like I got engaged 24, 25. Jesus fucking Christ. Says, ah, who, how old am I? I, I Life is so go. weird. I'm depressed. I got to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got engaged to my fiance because we'd been together for almost three years and I knew she needed me to, to prove my love to her. Now, I didn't have a desire to get engaged, but I did love to be the romantic. So that part, and I got these little rings. I actually, I got these little bears. I got her ring, but it was a cubic zirconia ring because um, I had absolutely no money or maybe less than no money. Um, and I put the little ring on the little bear's paw, right? And I had these two little bears and I took her to a really nice dinner, uh, what I could afford. Took her to a really nice dinner and then I took her up over Santa Barbara, over the most beautiful, this is one of the most beautiful views in the world, this view from Santa Barbara. Nobody knows about it but me, <laughs> except a few people in Santa Barbara. And um, we were up there and I, oh no, I didn't put the thing on the, I had the, I had the two bears, I had the ring in my pocket. And I brought out the two bears and I, and I said, you, and she just that, she thought I was giving her two bears and she was so excited, right? And um, I said, you see how much this bear loves this bear? Well, I love you this much. And I got on one knee and I pulled out the ring. I'm like, will you marry me? And she was like, oh my God, yes. But from the moment when I th started thinking about asking her to marry me, I felt like my heart, I felt all of my organs contracting. I felt like I had acid in my veins. And I thought, okay. And I knew not to do it, but I couldn't not because I knew she needed it. Um, I was trying to prove to her that I loved her. She had no willingness to receive that I actually loved her and cared for her that much, which is what a lot of us do. And, and don't even get started with what I wasn't willing to receive. Okay. It's not like, I'm not saying I was willing to receive all the caring and she wasn't. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that when you go to prove something, what you'll do is you'll tend to up the ante and take stronger action or deliver more right. or cut off your arms and legs more to mm -hmm. try to prove to them. If you're doing that, it's because they refuse to receive it. And here's the other difficult part is, you know, they could receive it, but they won't, which makes you think it's something you're doing or not doing or being or not doing that is keeping them from receiving what you're trying to give to them. But that's not what it is. They cannot receive it. In this lifetime, they cannot receive it. Nothing you do will make them receive it. So here we are back to being not relevant in their lives. If you look at what we do when we're in the creation of our relationships, not being relevant to each other and not being significant to each other is what truly creates a great relationship. And the, the few couples I know that have a truly great relationship, neither one of them is significant to each other but they thoroughly enjoy each other. They thoroughly enjoy, uh, adore each other. And they have the five elements of intimacy with themselves. So whatever their partner does is what their partner does. But because they're not over here going, you should do this, you should do this. 
their partner naturally, because of the way they're wired, gravitates toward doing things that contribute to them and the relationship. And they both create more because they're not making the other person the source. Because when we make another person significant or relevant, we make them the source for whatever it is, for loving me, for lusting after me, for touching my body, for uh, making money, for making us. But we, And the difficulty is we spend so much energy making other people the source that we forget what we're even capable of. And then we resent them for not providing enough. And what we're really doing is resenting us for not being enough to where we actually require them to provide it because we know that's not true because we don't actually have the needs that we pretend that we do so that we can maintain the relationships that other people require us to maintain so we can appear to be relevant and significant in their lives and they can appear to be relevant and significant in ours. So if we were willing to no longer have our partner as significant instead of a significant other, if we were willing to have an enjoyable other, what else would be possible? If you're willing to have your partner as your enjoyable other, and when you notice you're making them significant, you're getting frustrated because they're not being this for you and not doing this for you and not validating you in this way. And what if you went, what if I didn't need them at all? What if I just could enjoy them? I love it. I mean, it's just such a different energy. And like the questions that you asked at the 14 minute mark, which I can't remember right now. Two minutes, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were, if you, if a person was going into a relationship and they at least kept asking those questions, it would rearrange the quantum entanglements so that something easier could show up. It wouldn't be, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, and but it would allow space for something different. So that. That get, those questions give me hope. Well, luckily we have a Monica. So I'm awesome. thanks to the Monica. So what choice before the relationship, what, and I think this is the ones, what choices am I looking to have as a result of this relationship? What choices do I know I'm eliminating by being in this relationship? And it, when you're in it, what choices did I think I was getting by this relationship that I don't think I have? And what choices did I eliminate that I'm not acknowledging? And then for that particular one, Whew. what can I now choose that I thought had been taken from me? Oh, <laughs> that's really good. oh i love your unabashed reactions that's so good (laughs) you know one of the wonderful things of seeing you go through this journey and and having this podcast and having these conversations and exploring this for you is is seeing you get to that because one of the beautiful things about you is is that just you're you you know, you respond, however, you'll be like, Oh my God, you know, or whatever, like that right there. That's the beauty of you. And he said, Julia's representing all of our reactions. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's so cool. It's so cool because if you look at whatever was in the intervening years from, from whatever, before relationships, marriage, whatever, uh, what I'm trying to say is what, seems to be occurring for you looking from the outside, of course, 
is an ability to like just get to be you more, more authentic rather than, rather cool. than because of all the relationship, whatever, because of everything, it's like, it's like before you can even laugh at something, you have to go through this entire maze of making yeah. sure it's appropriate or, totally. or the effect you're trying to create with it or whatever, totally. rather than, hi, that was funny. Oh my God. <laughs> totally. You know? Yeah, totally. Just like layers and layers and layers. And it's like, oh God. And it, you're so weird and whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, totally. And I've always said, if everybody got that you knew us better than we know ourselves, <laughs> they'd be in good shape. <laughs> uh, oh, that's when you only gets when you get, you know, and people will hear that and they'll be like, don't give up. You know, And no, I don't want you to give up any part of you for no. anybody ever, no. you no. know, just sometimes that comes from the place of where I've definitely fought your awareness. <laughs> and when I realized just how dynamically you had my back and how dynamically you have the back of every person that you facilitate, it's like, okay, you know, and it is, you have to trust yourself in order to trust the Dane too. So it's a whole, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that is a whole other thing. And thank you for that acknowledgement. And it speaks also though to the whole area of relationships because if you trust you that changes the entire landscape yeah you no longer look through a lens of what somebody's trying to do to you or against you you look from a place of does this work for me and the relationship and the future i'd like to create awesome that's awesome Oh, well, thank you so much, Dane. Thank you. This has been this really, been... really a journey. This has wow. been, been wow. a hell of a conversation. It's been a <laughs> hell of a session for people. Right? <laughs> 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 That's so good. It's so good. And somebody was asking, like, what book can, can we read uh, that would uh, – which book or class do you recommend to work with this energy of trophy wife? Well, uh, the lady book is the obvious option, but I'm also a really big fan of Salon de Femme. Um, I don't know if it gets as much attention as the lady book. It's quite a long read and it's, it, but it, it is like through and through tools and processes that will just clean you out, man. <laughs> and like change, change the energy of things so it's it's a very fully packed journey this i like how you're like beating them over the head with it <laughs> get salon de femme get salon de femme, get salon de femme. That's totally how i feel about it i'm like if y'all had it you'd love it <laughs> and there the fireworks went off I got, I got i got my face out of the way enough to where it's like yeah it's good <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh and also i want to suggest return of the gentleman as a as an addition to that um and uh the gentleman there we go just beat him with that one too <laughs> and also the gentleman's club that gary wrote oh yeah great um and then also simone melissa and brennan watt wrote a book called relationship are you sure you want one <laughs> They're right here, my my access, my bookshelf. This is awesome. 
yeah, so there, <clears throat> there are lots, but we also, you know, there's so many resources in so many different ways. And our target with that is to give you the freedom that you knew should be possible that you haven't been able to get to yet. Ooh, yeah. Well, it's, this has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who's listening. I can feel everybody's engagement and excitement and um, yeah. enthusiasm for, for, for this new energy and just all these tools and, and for for the conversation. So thank you guys for being here and contributing and to our translators and the amazing Monica and Laura who ran the stream. So thank you guys. And thank you, Dane. And really, how does it get better? Let's really create something different. And we are. Uh, thanks, Julia. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Awesome. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this podcast with a friend who you know will like it. And you can always book private sessions with me or find all of my classes and events at juliasotis.com. Until next time, how does it get better than this?